Hey, we're starting. We are? Yeah. I'm ready. Oh. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is anti Yes, it is. A podcast all about the movies that force you out of your comfort zones. Oh, that's real. Actually, that is one of your better ones. Mm-hmm. And the reason you're saying that is because this week we're discussing... Kimi. Kimi. <laughs> I thought you were going to say another movie. And the, but see, it is Kimi or Kimi? Kimi? I think it was Kimi is how they pronounce K-I-M-I. it. K-I-M-I. And yeah. you know, stylized, it's all capital letters. If oh, you notice that on Wikipedia, they said it should be all caps. So. so keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. All right. Kimi. And our top five this week is... Affliction. Affliction movies. Affliction. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. We're going to... I hope, I hope to get to the point where we can just do the entire podcast just doing those sounds. Whales will love us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Flipper. You ever watch Flipper? Yeah, of course. Yeah. The black and white and the color version. They call him Flipper. Flipper. Okay. I know that's all you know of Flipper. You know that song. And then what else do you know about Flipper? What was the boy's name? And they call him Flipper. Yeah, Flipper. By the way, my mic is on, right? Because I'm not getting nothing in my... I, I got it just the I way don't. I want it. <laughs> it's just me talking. Yeah, so uh, anyway, Affliction Movies. Last week, what was our top uh, five? Last week, we had some good ones. We thank our listeners. First of all, we got to do this real fast. Going back a couple of weeks once again, for Money Shots, one guy sent me a text and he said... Wait, and people text you? Yeah. People are texting you? Oh, they you? text me on Facebook. They send emails. I, I'm the gatherer, if you will, of all this input. Oh, am I the hunter in this scenario? You're the hunter and I'm the gatherer. Oh, yeah. So you're the bitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like, was it the Neanderthals? Yeah. 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 He said, and you didn't include, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. And he, yeah, that's a good one yeah, from yeah. Sunset Boulevard. He's right. And then he did say with Meryl Streep's, it's complicated. Th- that was a money it. shot. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that all was right. the money shot. Yeah. That was the money shot one. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Uh, and he wanted to squeeze it a couple of Meryl Streep movies. He said, look, I know others said it, but it's just so good, Kramer versus Kramer. And it really is. It's something to see, Kramer yeah. versus. So I just want to mention that. Shakespearean movies. You ready? Mm-hmm. Our esoteric listener, she said, enjoy your podcast. Podcast very much this week, especially for the lack of scoops. You left some some movies for me. Remember, she's always saying that yeah, yeah. Robert and Ira always take our my scoops. Uh, she said the bad sleep well. Have you ever heard of Don't that? Don't know that one. I googled it. I did a little research oh? uh, so I can come off being a little bit intelligent. It's a movie. Oh, <laughs> that's all I know. Oh, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. A Midsummer Night's Dream. King Lear chimes at midnight. Mm-hmm. And. Othello. Uh-huh. Othello. Yeah. One of our favorite longtime listeners said, You didn't leave many, so here are my top five movies that mention something Wait, so Shakespearean. Uh, in our the listeners time. are saying exact opposite. Hey, thanks for uh thanks <laughs> yeah, for leaving room. Not as scoops, they said, we hey, didn't leave, leave any room. Me. A little contradictory information. Hamlet two, a high school drama yeah. teacher, writes a politically incorrect sequel to Hamlet. I'm, you, I know you're that familiar one. with yeah. that one, Robert? Yeah. Uh t- Titus. Well, this was, uh, yeah, t- and Andromedus, you mentioned yeah, that. Mentioned that was that in your list, too. Looking for King Richard. I'm not familiar with this. It's a documentary starring Kenneth Branagh and hmm. uh, and Al Pacino about making Richard III. I don't know that one. Wow. Hail Caesar. 
We left that one out by the Coen yeah. brothers, you know? I'm not sure. Is that really I'm not a... sure. That was not one of their huge, huge, strongest movies. It got mixed. It was not. But I'm not sure that's really... I mean, I guess they it was Shakespearean because they were, like, making the movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. So in that yeah. sense, it was. Yeah. All right. And then first number one, it's a movie I saw in the theater. Something Wicked This Way Comes with Jason Robards. And that was... Um, Diane Ladd was in it, too. And that was a Ray Bradbury book and it was made into a movie and they stole the title from Macbeth some and it's a weird thing that takes place at a carnival and oh, yeah. something wicked this way comes you know so, I never saw the movie but that movie the story is at the top of my list of movies I would love to make into a movie mm. yeah I never saw the the movie so I don't know what they did with something wicked yeah. so that's on the top of your list it's, to, it's near the top, yeah. Uh, not number one, but that's up there. That's my, my top ten movies. If I if I had a magic wand and they would, you know, they, the people who own the rights to whatever you're looking at. Are we it, talking about the movie Something Wicked This Way Comes? Or no, you're talking about Macbeth. You know it was a story, right? Yeah. Yes. It was a, a the book. Yes. I read oh, the you book. you read the book. And that is at the top of my list of movies that I would like to make. Bradbury often doesn't translate very well from the page to cinema. I felt like that one did. Uh, maybe it's like the Illustrated Man, the Martian Chronicles. They tried that the Bible. He wrote the Bible. Yeah, his haikus. I mean, it's like, yeah. How do you translate? His word this? choice is poetic. Mm. His word choice is poetic. It's a telling of the stories is powerful, even more powerful than the story itself. I think. Yeah, I think he would have made a better uh, like novelist or writer than a film director. Bradbury. Yeah. He directed a lot of movies, did he? Oh, I don't know. Did he? No. Oh. No. Was he a writer? It, Moby Dick. You yeah, know, that, that's true. You know he wrote Moby Dick. You know that. No, he had a Moby Dick. <laughs> You're really... Oh, it's going to be a long 90 minutes. I can tell. Oh, buckle up my seatbelt. Uh, and one of our... Uh, a new listener said, this was an enjoyable podcast. You named all, almost all the movies on my <laughs> this mind. This was an enjoyable <laughs> podcast. I am not a bot. I am a real human. <laughs> and she wrote, uh, number one being Much Ado About Nothing. The only one you guys missed, she said, was Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. Thanks for making me. And you know what? Right. I thought Mean Girls, I did a little research. And I read articles saying it is loosely inspired from Julius Caesar. All right. The girl taking over the kingdom and mm -hmm. making it hers and so on. So I thought that was interesting. One of our faithful longtime listeners, he wrote, here are a few more of my favorites. Uh, first, he said, well, he liked a lot what we said about the Zeffirelli, Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare in Love, West Side Story, and so on. Julius Caesar, 1953. That was the one with Marlon Brando and James Mason. Mm -hmm. He liked that one. Henry V, 1989, uh, Kenneth Branagh's debut as a film director. It was very impressive. Twelfth Night, 1996, enjoyable version of the play, opened up into a film. Mm -hmm. Trevor Nunn directed that. N Nunn, Trevor Nunn. Uh, much to do about nothing. 2012, Brano's all-star cast and film were wonderful. He said, and for scoops, he said *Midsummer Night's Dream* with the Kevin Klein. Michelle Pfeiffer was in that, of course. Stanley Tucci was in that also. So I thought that was interesting. We thank our longtime. We thank all of our listeners for their feedback. Mm. <laughs> oh God, I want to just check out right now and go home. Oh, that, what? Okay. But you, you didn't, you what? didn't hear my yeah. joke. Yeah, you say I make, said. You're, mm. It's neighing like a horse. No, that's what? like that's whale talk. Oh, we're still doing flipper. Yeah, flipper. That rhymes what? with news. No, it doesn't. In in whale no, speak, it, it does. Oh, now we're using foreign language. Well, <laughs> what do you expect? And now our next, you know, our three Ethiopian listeners. What are they going to do? Our language. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. 
I don't think I heard well, that. Well, do I want to hear the three? We have three ACL yeah. listeners. Yeah. And, and I guess. And so why don't you talk to them, them for a minute? around the campfire. And they go, um, kawabanga dude, kawabanga dude, um, ba, 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 um, ba, ba, ba. So that's what they're doing. When they you do have taken art, this show into a whole see, new level of love. You're the one who's doing flipper talk. You're doing whale talk. At I least was I'm dealing with to humans. rhyme with news. Well, speaking of news, well, there wasn't even much of a rhyme. Yeah. It's time for In the News. Some are old, some are new. We now present the weekend. We can review. Yep. No, we're doing news. News. Oh, yeah, you're right. In Wait. the news. Oh, the, you that did one it. goes for the other one. This okay. is in the news. All right. You want to hear what I got? What do you got? At least I'm not going to say I got nothing. Mm. That was a classic <laughs> moment. You just looked at me with such an incredulous, like, I got nothing. This time I do. Hey, this is nothing to do with movies, though. But okay. real fast. Okay. Have you been watching the Olympics at all? No. Oh, I have. And there was really a powerful moment. So you support China? I know. And I want to talk about the boycott. You support the, uh, the imprisonment and, well, and, and there slavery you go, the of years? And what about human rights? Yeah. Human <laughs> rights and the censorship that's going on over there. And they're doing nothing to help with the world climate issue. They're just really being putzes, aren't they? Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't have gone. Maybe we should have no, boycotted. I, I, I think you always send your Olympic team. I think that, that – who does that really help? That doesn't help anybody. It makes a statement. I, but I don't even know that that's the right one. I mean, that just fucks over all your athletes. I don't. I don't think that's the right move. Can, and, and off on a quick tangent, you know, Russia is not allowed to compete. They're still banned because of the drug scandal, the doping. Wasn't there? And they're going a in a different skating? name. They changed. This is what they did. And by the way, I did a, again. You know this to be true that it was government supported. The government right. was behind the doping of yeah. the athletes. It wasn't even done on the side in a slippery way. The government had full knowledge of it. So they're still banned. So it's kind of silly. They can't walk in with their flag, mm -hmm. but it's called the Russian Olympic Committee, ROC, and they're allowed to compete, but their anthem won't be played. They have to have a they walk in with the Olympic flag when they come in. It's a roundabout circuitous way to allow the athletes to compete even though they're not from Russia, but they are. But didn't one of them get tagged with doping oh you know about that yeah yeah the ice skater yeah yeah how about that oh those this Russians. is so it's so, <laughs> so stupid it's, whole thing. it's so well okay first of all right, there's so many layers of dumb that are in this story mm -hmm. first of all go back to what you just said this like okay you've been banned but not really i mean we're not gonna play your anthem it's so, and they can't have their flag in the opening oh, ceremony. Oh, sorry. This like imaginary symbol that you've created for your country. We will not let you show that. You can't it's show that. It's just so one. weird. You have to show our imaginary flag that yes! we've created for our organization. ROC, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Russian Olympic Committee. It's so weird. And they walk in that way. And when they do the medal count, it doesn't say Russia. It says ROC. It's so... You're, you know, you can't play with a. It's like with Whoopi last week. With, yeah. Oh, you can't play with us. Go in your corner. You're being bad. <laughs> was, that, no. was that what's uh, not dopey? What's his name? What <laughs> the guy who talks like this? Who is that? That's Ira. That's, no, it is That's Ira. <laughs> <laughs> what's the dog that talked like that? It was a dog who talked like this. We always had like this. We always talked like. So, uh, what's the cartoon dog that talked like that? I don't know what no, you speak. You're gonna it's, it's Iris speak. Anyway, right. so, anyway, hey, but I want to tell you something. Yeah. Okay, Droopy. Droopy. Oh, Droopy. Yeah. They call him Droopy. Droopy. The oh, that was Flipper. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with us tonight? All right.
I can't believe you said Cowabunga dude. Cowabunga. Well, they're around the campfire. They're Ethiopian. So wait. So they have this whole own... time has Bart Simpson been speaking <laughs> Ethiopian. Ethiopian. Is that the name of their language? <laughs> Ethiopian is. There was really an emotional moment, seriously. And I like the Olympics. I uh-huh. get into all that stuff. I'm not a sports kind of guy, but I love the Olympics. Sean White, you mm. heard about this. And you know, it's his last Olympics. He did not medal. He came in fourth. He came in fourth place. And this is how he's ending his his career. And he's a legend. He was sobbing, but it was a, it was actually a good... It was like he had tears going down his cheek. And, and not only did the Americans teammates come up. It was the competitors. They stood in line to shake his hand Mm. and that was the end of his career. And there's something about getting older, not being as young as you were, you've reached your peak, your peak is gone. Mm -hmm. And there was something so cool about it. I love how expressive he was the tears. And he was just, he was thanking everybody. Mm. Thank you for all this. Thank you for what you've the experience. And it was just so powerful. And they kept the camera trained on him for a long time with well, the tears streaming down. It was quite a moment. No, I have to look at that. I didn't see that footage. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. he was so gracious when he won, when he was like 17, I think. Yes. And whatever it was, he was underage. And I remember him, there, there's a great interview with him. Have you seen this? It's like a viral interview that, I don't think so. Tell since me. made the rounds. Yeah. So when he won, he was talking about the the experience of winning with a news anchor and somebody back home. They were kind of asking him what the whole experience was like, and he was like, "Yeah, it was so incredible. I won, and everybody came up, and you know, they were, you know, we were having a great time, and I went out that night, went out partying and everything, and the, uh, the bartender like, gave me uh, free drinks all night." And the news anchor kind of interrupted, and she goes, "Wait, wait, wait! You're 17." And he goes, "I'm talking about Mountain Dew, baby." <laughs> and his timing was perfect because you could tell he was not I talking about Mountain I Dew, love it. but he just knew, like, ah, "What are you talking about? I'm talking about Mountain Dew?" Yeah. It just kind yeah. of had it right there the answer of how to respond to that and um yeah like he i i think he was pretty instrumental in getting yo- Snow, snowboarding no 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 no, no. What? yeah of course he was that's his sport right. yeah he was pretty instrumental in getting yolo to catch on yolo yellow uh, do you know yolo is that a sport oh but is it is it a winter game yolo you've you never heard it, people say yolo the, before do you play it in the snow no yolo is an expression oh like instead of how Hello? No. You're so hip. You're so with it. Okay, I spent the last two hours watching curling, okay? We'll get to that in a second. So just leave me alone. No, YOLO, you only live once. So it's kind of a fuck it attitude of like, oh, YOLO, like man. That. You only live once. I think he was pretty instrumental. If he if it wasn't his, he was like pivotal in you getting it popularized. But I think, I think it was his thing. Wow. And you know, whichever the term from the summer games, GOAT. You know what that stands for. G-O-T. No, what does it stand for? <laughs> Greatest of all time. And I found that out fairly recently. Hey, I just realized, too, about half pipe. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the half, yeah, that half a pipe. Yeah, do you know why it's called that? Because it's half a pipe. I know, and I looked at it, and it hit me two nights ago at 3 in the morning. I was watching it, and I thought, wait a minute. This is like 180 oh degrees. God. Welcome it's to a, 1984. It's a half a circle. It's like a pipe, but it's only half a pipe. Hence, you have the name. Do you know where all of that came from? From? It came from the storm drains in Los Angeles. I'm not kidding you. There are these storm drains that go, like there's a lot of skateboarders that go to them. And they're called pipes. The full, the full thing is called a pipe. And they started skating other areas that were like half pipes. They were open 
uh, pipes, pipe networks that were all, it's mainly up in the valley, kind of not That's so too far away from where you were at. Yeah. There were, in the 1980s, there were a bunch of places that um, you would, you could go to to skate. Some of them you had, there was like a big leap. What's that one called? Anybody who's really into skating, especially in the 1980s, would know what I'm talking about. There's this one area where you had to like run and jump to get to, and it was a really hard jump to make. And you had to, to get to this one skate spot, you had to like jump over this big gap and there were all of these like you know there were tunnels and and you know the whole network of yeah, drainage yeah, yeah, systems yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff in los angeles that's where all that stuff comes from at the pool skating that's where i know that know, was right here in the where was that like in torrance the the, in the valley pool? the valleys yeah. the, val- the empty pools snowboarding is a fairly new olympic event isn't it isn't it it just started this year no they did. You're fucking with me again, because we know Sean White had done it previously. Who's Sean White? Never mind. Okay. YOLO, man. YOLO. Goat, man. Goat. He was the greatest of all time. Very emotional. Very emotional. Okay. So I watched the Olympics. You know what? What? We got to talk about the Oscar nominees. Oh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh? Oh, we got some interesting stuff to share. You ready? All right. You know, let's just talk about the main, the ones that really matter. I mean, take a look for actor. You Production know? design. All right. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> Documentary sub- short subject. I'm going to go out on a limb with this. Uh, actor in a leading role. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance for Will Smith and King Richard? He was really, really good. Maybe. Richard Garfield, Benedict, Javier. Bo- I, this is one of those, Denzel. I could see it going any way. I mean, does Denzel, he has a, an Oscar. Right? He already has one. Uh, does Will Smith have one? I don't one? know if he has one. I don't think so. And he was really terrific as the father. Could be Will Smith's time. It really, it really could be. Yeah. You know, I, I want to say too that for actor and supporting role, that J.K. Simmons, you know who he is, of course. Who? He really nailed in in being the Ricardos, um, William Frawley, mm. the 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 neighbor in I Love Lucy, and he just got it down. It was a wonderful Im- interpretation of that. I was real impressed with that. But take a look at the. I didn't. See, that two. was written by my boy, wasn't it? Yeah, you hate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything that comes to mind looking at through the list? Of I the, don't know. I guess I, I haven't seen the eyes of Tammy Faye yet, and I, I've heard Jessica Chastain is really good in it. Um, yeah, she's hot. Most of these movies, I just don't give a shit about. To be honest with you, there's a lot of like there's a lot of period films in here, and it, I, the the period movies that are nominated for Oscars usually are. They're just they're boring, and they're just like, what's what the fuck's going on? Um, yeah, on, on Jimmy Kimmel, he did a great opening monologue. You would howl at it. Jimmy Kimmel was pretending that he was a voter, mm-hmm. and and he's he's looking through the ballot, and he's saying, "Oh wow, don't look up." Hmm, Meryl Streep. Yep, I'm sure it's a good movie. I'm voting for that. Okay, kids, let's go see Spider Man. It was very funny. So showing what's so wildly popular. And other movies that aren't. As as far as Best Picture, I mean, how many of these Belfast... Well, wait, she wasn't nominated, was she? No. Okay. No, no. But she was really good in that. She was really good as the president. Okay. Yeah, she was good. Take a look at Best Picture at the bottom there with Belfast Coda. Don't look, don't look up. Your favorite movie, Robert. Mm-hmm. Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Liquor's Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Uh, what's your prediction or... Well, not you... Don't Look Up. I don't think that's doing it. That's the only one that I, I'm saying I don't think, so that means it. Yeah, will. that may, yeah, actually, it's good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
I know this. Watch this West is Side Story. Be, nah. I, here's the problem. There's no real clear front runner, and yeah, so right. it's going to be a that's split right. the vote situation. Yeah. Keep in mind. Okay, think about this. Like what happened last year. The reason why um, Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor. What an upset that was. Was because the vote was split. split. Right. Chadwick Boseman and what was his name? Um, who else was it? No, it was the other guy. Okay. The, everyone was like, okay, it's going to be one of these two, one of these two, and. Because everyone was voting for them, it allowed Anthony Hopkins to kind of sail through. That's exactly right. So I, Boy, I could, did that mess up the ending of the telecast? And I think you've got you've got ten different nominees here. This is going to get split in a a bunch. Your of point different is ways. that anything can happen. That's yeah. your point. I, I, there's no real clear front runner to me. Wouldn't it be weird if it's West Side Story? Hey, real quick, I want to mention some snubs. You know what? Hold what, on. Before what, what, you do, what, 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 I would say. None of these, like, don't look up. None of these do I really care about. Yeah. Like, I don't know. All of these movies, I don't know. I just, none of them were really all that interesting to me. None of them really sucked me in to want to see. This was not a good year for filmmaking. I agree. I I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, People were upset that uh, House of Gucci, that uh, Lady Gaga was not nominated. People were quite certain she'd be nominated for actress. In House of Gucci, also people were upset that the director of Dune, uh, Dennis, remember Dennis? That's her boy. Yeah. Directed Enemy and and, uh, Prisoners. That's right. That's right. He was not nominated for director having done Dune. And people thought that Spider-Man should have been nominated for other. All it was up for was visual. And people thought it should be nominated for others. But the main thing was um, Lady Gaga. You saw Dune, right? Well, you don't agree with that comment, do you? What? What I just said about... You said um, Lady Gaga, you saw Dune. No, okay. That's what you said. You don't agree with... Um, that Spider-Man should have been nominated for other... Or was what that, does that have to do with Dune? Wait, or was your... Just everything. Was that All in reference to... The uh, whole Oscars. Dennis V not being nominated e- for everything. Dune? Everything. Yes. It's everything. It's for... Now, look, I will say this. I grew up watching the Oscars, much like you did. Yep. And this was a, talk about tentpole, this was a tentpole of your life. Like this is, there, there's a, everyone got together, you watched it. If you God, didn't it was watch more it, fun. you talked about it. There was more speculation. Even when I was, you know, right out of college, you'd go to Oscar parties and you'd, you'd make bets on it and you'd pour over who's going to win. Who the fuck not cares feeling about it. We're this. not feeling it anymore, and that's oh, why the ratings are Oh, it's been years. Down. I got to tell you, you've heard me say this before. 15, 20, 25 years ago, with a lot of close friends, everybody would put 5 or $10 in the pot, and we would watch it faithfully, and we'd scream and yell when one won and when the other one didn't, and we'd have the ballots, and it was very dramatic on who gets the pot of money. It was just more fun, and yes. there was more of a passion for the movies. And so you this know what they're doing detached. with the hosts now, right? Are they doing numerous There's hosts? There's like multiple doing... hosts. That's what they did a few years ago. Which really is no host. They're just saying, oh, yeah, we, we have multiple hosts. So you've got nobody. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Who cares? I'm, who st- cares? I'm getting over the Oscars. It, it's I'm not what it that. was. Yeah. Anyway, who, bring back uh, Billy Crystal. <laughs> who got nominated okay. for the Independent Spirit Awards? I don't know. Who got nominated for the Razzies? That's your Razzie. Okay. That's, that's a raspberry. Right. Now, hey, one more thing before we leave the news. You ready? Yeah. Yes, it's time for America's favorite game show. Oh, I like this. I know you do. Not name that tune, but it's name that title. Brought to you by Samsonite. Okay. 
Samsonite. Wow. Luggage. That was we're getting, luggage. We're getting really good getting sponsors now. All right. I got three, and they're relatively simple. We okay. spoke about them multiple times, but here we go. Here's the beauty of these. You can actually repeat answers, and I'll have forgotten what it <laughs> I know. Was. And that says something about yeah. the film yeah. or the title. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Tom Cruise movie, which we both liked a lot, oh, about drug smuggling. Yeah. And you know what? It had a fate when the plane lands in the uh, jungle no, and know, then it took off in the jungle. And Tom Cruise was really good in that film. Yeah. And we liked American it American Made. Very good. It took me a minute, but I, Very I got good. it. Yep. It's a really good movie. I felt yep. it didn't get the notoriety it deserved. Not a bad title. Not, it's, it's okay. Not, well, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Well, it's yeah. stuck enough to be it's in my better head. than, yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Not, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Oh. Martial art. Now, this there are like three that we've seen with him. This is about the martial arts movie. And I always blank out on the title. Oh. You know which movie I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, martial arts, Jesse Eisenberg, and it was a good little film. And it had an interesting third act, by the way. Yeah. It did have a solid third act. What's the name of that film? Five and, words. Uh, five words? Yes. Well, the first word's the. I'll give you the first three, and you'll say the last two. Okay. The art of... An art of self-defense. The, yeah, the did art I get of it? Self-defense. Yeah. Wait. An art of self-defense. No, buddy. I you got forgot. it wrong. No, no, I, remember, I got it I, wrong. I told you the first. Can word I appeal was to the, the judges? I told you. You're dum 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 dum. Okay, uh, and we have one last one, and um, yeah, that's not a well. I don't know. Self-defense. Uh, maybe. Mm, uh, mm, 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 mm. I'm trying to think about whether that's a good title or not. It's Mediocre. Good. It's yeah, okay, it's but it's not great. I give it a B. I agree. It yeah. deserves a B. Yeah. Minus. <laughs> Clint Eastwood directed a movie the Mule. about Richard Jewell. What's the name oh. of the movie? Richard Jewell. Yes. <laughs> All right, you, I, you, I was smiling when I did, did that. You did get me for a minute. Well, I, I was know, like, wait a minute. I, I thought, is Robert, I'm fucking with you a little bit. Yeah, what's the name of the movie about Richard Jewell? <laughs> and I thought really you'd blank out on it, but you got it. it I took did two, for a brief moment. It took moment. a second and a half, yeah. but you did get it. And that was another installment of Name That Tune. <laughs> uh, name That Title. All right. Hey, uh, what do we do next? Uh, what did you see this week? <laughs> well, first, Robert, is someone responsible for this particular ABGearGuy.com. Do tell. He has over 30 years of experience in the business of transferring digital media over, sorry, non-digital media to digital That's media. That's it. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. Because if he's taking digital media. Would that be media, weird if he took digital media analog? Tra- well, <laughs> there is a whole thing about that. You you know, you print out a, uh, a digital file. We used to have a computer that did that when I was in uh, film film school we used to do that you digitally manipulate a an image and then it would print it onto film and then you could make pictures out of it wow that's pretty crazy yeah mm-hmm. that's like replicating the sound of a cd and putting it on vinyl but wait mm-hmm. a minute people are sort of doing that kind of yes kind of yeah but well, there, there are machines that will do that i, I don't know how popular they are anymore yeah. but we had one okay so anyway av gear guy has uh, 30 years of experience of doing the more popular way of taking non-digital media into digital media. This is all of your whole old home movies and your your slides and your pictures and your negatives. You send those over to avgearguy.com. He transfers them for you, puts them up on the internet so you can share it with mom and dad and grandpa and everybody else. 
that's good. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah. State-of-the-art equipment is that prices are extremely reasonable, less expensive than Costco. And if you just mention Antiway Podcast, you get a 5% discount. 5%? 5%. Go to his website, avgearguy.com. Okay, what'd you see this week? Am I going first? I, I think so. I think you're going to have to. I, I didn't see very much, man. Am I, this was a very busy week for me. So I didn't see much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Kimmy, but that was about it. Is that really it? I, I did see some other stuff, Okay, not, right. nothing crazy. So, while you're... Okay, I'll go, go first. You ready? Here we go. Nightmare Nurse. Mm. But you know what I liked about it? What? It stars Tracy Lords. Remember her? Oh, yes. Remember her? Mm-hmm. But she wasn't really the star. She was just like the Zoptic nurse. She got kind of heavy, you know? Tracy Lords. Barely recognized her, but it was all about a nurse. And that nurse is up to no good. And she tries to kill her patients. But first she has sex with them. That sounds like the Tracy Lords I know. Oh, yeah. You know, I saw another movie which I briefly mentioned last week. And now I want to spend just two minutes talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this beautiful, fantastic. I loved this film. It was made. In, it's a British film. 2016. And our the protagonist has OCD. Mm-hmm. And she's quirky. And kind of unique. And I love the way the, the spirit of the film and the way it flowed. And it reminded me of um, Emily, 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 the French movie that we Emily. Had. Emily. Well, it's A-M, Emily. Emily. And no, it's not Emily with Emily. E. It's Emily. How do you say it? Emily. 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 <laughs> it's really, it's a very sweet, satisfying film. And I came to that conclusion, then I read some reviews afterwards, and it said very much in the vein of Emily. Or Emily. Emily. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> I really recommend it. This beautiful, fantastic. Oh. It's a sweet, special little movie. What did you see this week? I did not see any movies. I did watch a little bit of television. You know, something that I don't think we've talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about, like, stress-reducing television? Have we talked about this at all? No. Stress reducing? Yeah, uh, there are TV shows that I will often watch in order to reduce stress, just to kind of chill out a little bit. And I'm not sure that we've really kind of talked about this. I, I guess like all movies are a little bit of an escapism for me, but there are certain types of shows that I'll watch when I'm really tired or really stressed out, and it makes me just feel a whole lot better. And there's two different kinds. They are both kind of game shows, but I love watching like trivia shows. Like Cash Cab is a great one. I fucking love Cash Cab. I know we talked about it a few years ago. Yeah. I love Cash Cab. And it's just just mindless. He's really good at that. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He just has it down. Yeah. He's he's just right with the way he engages. Mm-hmm. Not too much. Just right. It's just right. And he's funny, but he's, he's not funny, but he doesn't not, steal the spotlight. Not, yeah, 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 that's it. He's not in the spotlight. He mm-hmm. lets them be. Yeah. Is that still in production, or am I watching old reruns? I don't know. I don't think it's current. I think it still is. Is it? Yeah. So there's that. The, I love the way the ceiling lights up, yeah. and they don't know. And the, and the what music, the hell yeah. is yeah, this? Yeah, what's this? Yeah. Welcome to Cash Cab. But there's also, I mean, like any of those kind of kinds of shows. Like, uh, you know, there's another one that's on Netflix called The Chase. I watched The Chase two nights ago. Yeah. Do you watch The Chase? Yeah, I watched The Chase. Robert. So that's a good stress-relieving show for me, as I'll just sit back and watch people answer you know, trivia questions. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. It's 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 enough for me to kind of zone the out. The set is a little bit over the top with these tears, yeah. and it's very dramatic and yeah. all that, but it's still fun. And he sits way up I there. Know. like I know. Yeah. Th- that almost feels like a, uh, a, 
Andy Kaufman style of like he's like so absurdly. You're right. Tall it is Andy compared Kaufman. to everyone it's, else. It's, it's ludicrous. It's, yeah. Did you ever yeah. see Andy Kaufman's talk show where he did that? Where he sat, you know, his his talk show desk was like ten feet above the the guests, so he would look down to the guests and try to interview them, That's and they would have to funny. like stare up at him. That is so like he's God. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. So okay. Uh, that's one style, but the, the other style of show that I really like, which is the one that I watched this week, is a, I really enjoy um, the kind of competition shows like, even though I've never seen Project Runway, but like Project Runway, and I, I've never seen that particular one, but I watch all of these ones that are like, um, like on the History Channel, they have like a knife making one where you make a knife and like all these knife makers each week somebody gets eliminated and they kind of whittle down to like the best ones and you know there, there was one on hbo for a while that was like flower design and you have to you know design something with all these flowers and there's a total formula to it and you you know you could you fall in love with certain characters and they get kicked off the show yeah. and like, oh no and there was one that just came out uh, it was a little while back i just hadn't been able to watch it on um uh, on netflix and it was a steel welding uh, kind of uh, competition show and so this week i've had a lot to do i've been stressed out i watched this show and what one guy made this sculpture ira and i could not believe it the assignment was to make a sculpture that also had a shadow and the shadow should be part of the sculpture and so he said that like during the production of filming the show he found out that his dog had died back home and they buried him underneath this tree and he was really kind of rocked by that. And so he made this sculpture of him sitting underneath a tree on a swing, kind of looking down and it was just him really sad. And when they put the spotlight on, the spotlight was him kind of sitting next to his dog, kind of holding his dog, petting his dog. And it was like a completely different image. And it was like, this is bizarre. How did you get this to um, to do that? It was amazing. The light has to shine down to see the shadow. Well, the, I think they show it sideways. They like they, the sculpture is right. like you know just sitting on a pedestal, and then they put the spotlight off to the side, and they put like a white piece of paper behind yeah. it. And from the angle of the spotlight, it, it was two different things. It was a before and after. It was a, um, you know, it was like a him him on the swing and his memory is the shadow or something like that it was it was poetic wow it was incredible yeah, yeah. that's cool that you're yeah. watching these shows yeah i know we're both fans of mythbusters yeah love mythbusters. i love Myth mythbusters uh, also we've talked to too, you and i about um uh battle bots mm -hmm. the battle bots is also a lot it's just Which is coming back isn't it yeah yeah and bringing it back so i'm really happy about about that yeah. do you ever watch how it's made i love it Robert. Love it. Robert. See how much we have in common. See, that, actually, I, if you were to I, look at my, my Instagram feed, that's all it is is shit like that. It's all the machines that are constantly, like, making or, or somebody in Taiwan that's, like, doing the same repetitive motion over and over and over again. That's the stuff I love. I Yeah. How, how tennis balls are made. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, me too. So, those are three of my favorites. Yeah, BattleBots and how it's made and... um what was the third one? <laughs> Have you seen on YouTube? I don't know if you've seen these or not, but the, there are these guys in like, I don't know, India or something that are out in the jungle and they will 
it shows time lapse of them making these very elaborate huts that will have like moats around them and like a slide that you can slide down into and it's it's really impressive where you're like you just built a hut out of like bamboo but it's luxurious and you're watching them build this real time wow and they no, it takes them like two or three days and they build these yeah. like in, yeah. intricate and you're going that's incredible have you seen this before no I'll send one or two. It's of like them Habitat here. for Humanity. Yeah, but they're it's just a, like. But it's more than. It's it. just like a couple of guys. Yeah, and yeah. they're they're really popular on YouTube. Because wow, they're just you're watching them and it's just mesmerizing. And it's like twenty or thirty minutes of these guys just making these like crazy, uh, insane structures. That's so cool. Yeah. And two, also, I love their their personalities and like MythBusters. Mm -hmm. I like who they are. That just adds another layer of you know, entertainment. I saw an interview with them one time where they said that. Um, Jamie Heineman and um, what's the other guy's name? Um, uh, the other main guy. Jamie and, well, what's his name? I don't know. Now, the young kid passed away. Remember that? About oh, yeah, a year yeah. and a half ago. Grant. That. Right, right. Grant and, but why can't I think of his name? The other, the two main guys, the right. older, older guys. Right. After the show, they kind of, they're still friendly, but they had said that they, in all the time that they've known each other and worked together, they'd never been to a dinner together. Like they never, their relationship when the show was over was just kind of like that. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. we're kind of moving on. So I don't know. I just kind of thought it was interesting that their relationship, as far as friendship, we saw all of it. Right. It was all on right. camera. That's interesting. I know you're a fan of Penn and Teller also. And uh, yeah, love them. I, I, Adam, Adam Savage, that was his name. Got it. Are you watching Fool Us? I know you watched Bo oh, yeah. Ben and Teller's Bullshit. Remember that one about five years there's ago? There's a really great channel and on YouTube that goes through all the Fool Us videos Fool Us. and shows how they're actually doing it. And it, what? it says, here's how they're doing this, this trick. This is on YouTube. Yeah. And it's it, they're doing it under like educational license of like we're not we're we're giving you an option to not watch this. So yeah. if you clicked on this by mistake and you don't want to know how the secret is done, then don't keep watching. Um, but if you look at it, this is kind of like a puzzle. Here's how they're doing it, and they'll break it down and show you. Oh, here's all the steps of what they do. I'm, I love that. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. yeah, I like the way they talk in code mm -hmm. about how they think it's done. And the magician who just performed picks up on the subtext of what they're saying. And they usually say, yep, you got me. We should do a shitty television uh, podcast. Well. Uh, I think we are. It's what we're doing, but it's not television. <laughs> but other than that, we're doing what you're Fool suggesting. Fool us is television. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you meant anti-wave. We should do a shitty television podcast. Oh, I see what you're saying. So that's kind of what we do. Yeah. And they call him Flipper. Flipper. Okay. So um, that's what we got for... We can review, right? Uh, yeah. And Robert, this is where you have to give me one sentence, and I'll jump in and say, you know, talk us through it. Okay, so go ahead. Give me the one sentence. Robert, all the mm -hmm. Ethiopians that they're waiting, mm -hmm. right now they're sitting around the campfire going, when, what did they say? What did he say? Talk us through it. I thought it was Robert, Kawabunga, dude. Kawabunga, dude. What did he say? Talk us through it. Uh, so uh, we're all waiting for you. Okay. Okay. The sentence? Okay, do the lead-in, and I'll do Robert oh, talk us through it. Okay. okay, just give me something. Segway. The little boy walked no, no. down the street with his dog the, to the market. It's got to go from that was what the we just, I know, but it's got to be a segue, if you will, oh. that will take us. The little boy segued <laughs> down the street with his dog no, to the market. No. 
and Robert, talk us through it. <laughs> well, first he got on a segue. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about Kimmy. Let's, yeah, and Kimmy, Robert, talk us Kimmy, through it. Kimmy, come on. Yeah. New okay. movie by... Your boy. My boy, Steven Soderbergh. Yes. Uh, okay, so this centers around uh, a character named Angela Childs, played by Zoe Kravitz. Daughter of Lenny Kravitz. I know. Yeah. She was good, wasn't she good? She was really good. We'll get to that. Okay. So she's a shut-in. And this shut is... In. Well, I mean, agoraphobic. Agoraphobic is the best, yeah. And uh, she doesn't really leave the house. And she works for a company, kind of like Alexa or a, a Siri, uh, called Kimmy. And she works to listen to problematic uh, audio snippets when Kimmy has trouble hearing or understanding somebody somebody she listens to it and tries to decode what was actually said by the person and it kind of helps Kimmy become better in that way right right I think also like contextual meaning of words and right. even expressions we might call it human assisted AI oh, I like that yeah that's good so along the way she hears a snippet of a murder and she starts using some audio analysis and finds out that it is indeed a murder. And she starts reporting it to a company and the company starts to turn on her. And now they're after her and they're trying to you know, chase her. And she's endangered herself. And this is all problematic because she doesn't like leaving the house to begin with. That's a fair That's assessment, it. right? That's it. What'd you think? So what'd you think? Mm, asked you first. Mm. What do you think? You know what's interesting about this movie? I, before mm-hmm. we get to the real, my real crux issue, that I, I enjoyed the ninety-minute ride. Mm-hmm. I was on board for that. And I think a lot of it was because of the direction that I was watching it for the full ninety minutes, and I didn't check out at all, which is a compliment from me. Um, but ultimately, it was forgettable. Really? You don't feel that way, do you? Ultimate. Well, okay, I'm going to go for here. Here's my. It was so derivative. We've seen this before. First of all, there was the thing with Rear Window. We've mm-hmm. seen those shots. But more than that, there were two movies. There was Blow Up and Blow Out. Mm-hmm. Blow Up was the photographs, finding a murder mystery, zooming it in, zooming in, and seeing the killer. And then Blow Out, which was De Palma, Brian mm-hmm. De Palma. And it was the same thing, Robert. It was a scream that he hears on tape. And so he tries to track down what happened and so on. It's the same story. It was The conversation so, as well. You're right. You're right. So it wasn't fresh, even though they tried to make it fresh with technology and so on and artificial intelligence. But we've seen the story before, and ultimately it was a simple story. And, and then she becomes okay again, and she's able to go outside, and she's cured her agoraphobia. I liked it. But ultimately, when I think back about the movie, it kind of will go through me, and nothing is sticking for me. There you have it. Okay, I don't think that's um, I don't think that's misplaced. I disagree. I think I will. I think it'll stick with me a little bit more. I do. Th- I think it's really well directed. I do too. <clears throat> um, I think this is Soderbergh at what you would say is like this is peak Soderbergh in that. He's directing really well here. Um, everything fits together really yes, nicely. Yes, um, it's a lot better than High Flying Bird. I'll right. tell you that. But again, I I don't think Soderbergh has to prove anything to anybody. He can make a movie that is very fresh to the point where it's too fresh. People are not ready for it, 
and he can make things that are avant-garde, very cutting edge. And he, this I think is showing, I can play by the rules too. Like I can do whatever it is that you need me to do here. This was more paint by numbers, but I liked it. I didn't, mm -hmm. it was, it was not, I wouldn't even say serviceable. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, so I think, I, th I think he's really kind of showing it's okay to like popcorn movies. Mm -hmm. They don't all have to be High Flying Bird. They don't even all have to be The Laundromat, which was very, I mean, more accessible than uh, I would say maybe even High Flying Bird, but still very edgy and, and kind of aggressive in that sense, that artistic sense. Yes. This did not have some I of know. those artistic. Um, it was one of those more palatable movies. Yeah. That's it. It was one of those more palatable movies. Yeah. I think um, there's a couple of things that I thought were really interesting here. This movie was set in today's era, right? Like it was, it was set during COVID. I know. But had that was not a pivotal part of the movie. It was just kind of, oh, yeah, we're just, this is in COVID times. And so people were wearing masks, but not all the time wearing masks. People had masks down underneath their chin. Have we seen a movie no, with that? Are you looking? Uh, I'm interrupting you, but yeah. I got to jump on board with this. This is the first movie I've seen in about two years that acknowledges COVID. It acknowledges the mask. I don't think I've seen that in a no, film in two years. And I was surprised to see that and felt good if to I see that. If I have seen it, it's been a COVID movie or something right. that's but dealing that count, with it. Because that was that, that and that's. Right, but the fact that this was not a COVID movie, although you can make the argument that it was almost a metaphor, maybe for a fear of going outside, I was well, maybe by projection maybe. it could be a symbol. But she even says film. she's like, "COVID really set me back." Yeah, yes, yeah, and, and I kinda... love that it was acknowledged yeah. the way it was. It's the first time I've seen that in a feature film, to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and I think I'm not surprised that it comes from Soderbergh because yeah. he goes yeah. just so fast. Yeah. He, you know, he puts these things together on set. Like, he shoots, and then that night he edits together what he shot. So, I mean, he by the time the movie is finished shooting, he's got a, a rough cut put together. So, you think about that. There's virtually no editing time for his movies. He's editing while he's, a, wow. while he's shooting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the editing was actually really tight. I do, too. The direction was terrific. The editing was terrific. And I liked watching it for those 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think it's going to um, leave me. I can see that. It'll just I, I can leave see that. Um, but I do think it's a fun movie. It is a I fun think movie. If you and like these kinds of movies, this is within the conversation of a lot of the others. It was very... It, okay, I kept thinking about what De Palma said in that movie, De Palma, the documentary mm -hmm. about De Palma. And mm -hmm. he, as he said, everybody her like heralds... Uh, Hitchcock as being the world's greatest director and he put together this blueprint of how to make movies and as far as I can tell I'm the only guy following it and he makes a really good point and people kind of say oh you're you know you're just being derivative of, of him and he's kind of going well if this stuff works why aren't we doing this good point I do feel like this took a page out of Hitchcock's book it was kind of as if uh, Soderbergh watched that and said why don't I make a Hitchcock movie? Yeah. This felt very... Very much so. In fact, there were shots, long tracking shots. Yes. Which was very De Palma. Hitchcock too, but even De Palma in one of those movies in particular in San Francisco where she's going through the elevator. I'm on a De Palma film right yeah. now. And with the, the handheld 
uh, a camera, the Steadicam. Yeah. You know, and that was shot weaving in and out of people walking in the streets. It was very much reminiscent right. of De Palma. And I think I like that. Yeah, I do too. So this is within the conversation. Mm-hmm. If we're, if we are to kind of, uh, I I I'm, I love pulling Soderbergh movies on this podcast, not just to suck his dick, but also because I think what he's doing is the most interesting filmmaking around. He is showing everything that you can do with all sorts of different mediums in terms of shooting on an iPhone and. And, you know, being able to edit so quickly and being collaborative and working with big, big stars and working with absolute nobodies. No one else is doing that kind of um, that kind of range of stuff. Small, intimate movies, big blockbuster movies. I know. Same director did the Ocean's Eleven movie. That's I mean, it's it's, it's everywhere. I know. I know. You will not find a more varied career. Right. So to me, that's why I like bringing him on. Is it's a great sample of just filmmaking, and he just generates so much stuff, and nothing's really like itself except for there's a few shots that I can see where I'm going. That's a Soderbergh shot. I can I can pick out some shots of how he frames certain things, and especially in the past ten years, he's developed a certain style of shooting. Um, especially static shots that I can recognize really quickly. But his earlier stuff didn't have that. It was a little harder to recognize. Um, he doesn't like a lot of on-set lights, so you'll see people that are lit just kind of naturally, like you would be mm-hmm. in, you know, he'll, he'll basically go, no, there's no lights. We'll just use all available lighting. And if the lighting temperature is different, meaning if it's really orange and there's a blue light coming in from outside, then we'll just use that. Yeah. And he's he just yeah. embraces all of it. Yeah. Um, and that's very, very different from what somebody else would do. Any sure. other DP would be like, okay, we're going to replace these lights. We're going to make it really dramatic. And and I like the way that he's approaching it. If you'll notice in the shots in this movie, almost all of them, like when she will put down her, there was a key that she had to the front door. She puts down in a bowl. The camera pushes in to that bowl when she picks up those keys. It's always moving. That camera's rarely static. And I think it really helped move the story quite a bit. Yeah. And I wonder if he realized that, you know, with some of his other films where he's got these static shots, if he feels the the movie lagging a little Mm, bit mm -hmm. and he's starting to say, I need to start putting more more movement here. Right, right. Because that to me is what this looked like. It looked like I need to move. I need to, to get something going. I need to see if the energy of this film can be picked up through camera movement. Right, right. Again, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, and I liked watching the movie for that full hour and a half, but it just um, it won't stay with me. It was formulaic, of course, when she gets to the head honcho, uh, Rita Wilson. That was it. How did you feel about did that sequence with Rita... Did that work for you? I felt, you know what? It, nothing didn't work for Nothing me. didn't work for you. In a weird way, I don't know where this is coming from. Remember a few weeks ago we did Dangerous with Mel Gibson? Who was, and we said, well, he came on the set one day and filmed the shot. And I had that same feeling with Rita. I'm I don't sure know, that's what happened. I yeah. don't know why, but I just felt like they put her in. It was a one-day shoot to getting her stuff. And um, I don't know why. But that sequence was also formulaic where we know she's not on board and she's going to call the thugs to get her um to get zoe the way she was smiling at her was it, it spooky well it yeah, was disturbing it, it was clear but like you knew i'm with you but i'm not well, with you yeah 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 there were some things that i thought were really quite clever about this movie um i thought that 
Kimi, when you think of Kimi, whatever the, the yeah. bots, robots voice their name was, the whole thing was tripped off because some the, the victim said, Kimi, start recording, right? So Kimi starts recording the audio of what's happening and then records this murder. But at the end, they go back to our our heroes, to Zoe Kravitz's apartment, and she uses Kimmy to basically get out of the situation. Yeah, shut down the lights, also, turn yeah. off the lights, yeah. get the music loud. Yeah, right, right. And that was really interesting. Using as the very well. thing that yeah to to save her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't really a. Oh. Anti-device. Anti that's where you're going to go. I mean, don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but it was not an anti-digital revolution movie. Yeah. Because it actually saved her life. Right. And she also goes up into the, the loft above it. She gets this nail gun. Right. And she did something that I've always had a problem with that she a actually did correct, which was she had this nail gun. Nail guns, when you use them... Now, I don't know how she would know this, but when you use a nail gun... You have to. There's a like a sensor on the nail gun, and it it can sense. There's like a little pressure sensor on it. And you have to touch down on a piece of wood, and and when that sensor gets pushed in, that's when you can release the trigger, and you can release the nail into that trigger. In order to get the nail to go, you have that's to push that sensor right. in. So she took a big thing of duct tape and pulled the sensor back. Yes. So now that's she can use it as a gun. That's what she was doing with the duct tape. And so people who know how those guns work would go. Well, now you could use it as a gun. Right. Now right. you can fire those right. things. Right. Did you find it too coincidental that they happened to be doing construction work next door that was keeping her awake and there was the nail gun? Did you find that a little bit too mm, pat? A well, little bit too easy? Is it? Because if, okay, if it wasn't that, maybe there would have been something else that she would have gone right. for. Right, right. Maybe she went for that because it was there, I not know. necessarily. Yeah. Oh, that's too coincidental. I don't. I don't think so. I think she was making good use of her surroundings. Yeah. It reminded me of the flamethrower in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the big flamethrower scene where he yeah. used that prop and he used it. it I didn't mind that either. I, I, I got it. I, I mean, okay. okay. I didn't find that too coincidental. Okay. Let me ask you, as also I'm mentioning about, there was one coincidence I thought was too convenient that the, in this era of working at home, that the headquarters where she works happens to be in her neighborhood. Mm. And I want to make the argument that in today's day and age, with the internet the way it is, it could be anywhere on the freaking planet. Mm, that's true. And that was so convenient where it's like five blocks away. Yeah, you're not wrong. But it, I mean, she did take the train to get there. All right, nine blocks. You know what I mean. Yeah. It was the same city. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That, that, that's a bit of a stretch I hadn't really considered. But I'll, I'll do you one better. How about this? Most movies, most writing and most editors would not have done this. She goes to the, uh, she, she ditches her phone. She realizes that they're tracking her. She goes to a protest to try to lose them, these, these thugs that are after her. They pull up in, an, in a van and grab her out of the crowd and yank her into this van. And then everyone sees this and they start like beating up the van and basically ripping open the doors and pull her out. That's what would happen. 
that's something you always said about humanity. Yeah. When we talked about the end of the world and who's the survivors that we would help each other. Well, especially that's in the middle of a protest said. when it yeah. looks like, I mean, somebody pulls up in a black van and just they, takes they somebody because she knew and she she's was kicking in and screaming. Distress. And by the way, that was an incredible shot. Oh, yeah. That that shot. There was a lot of tension in that scene. That shot where we're in the camera pull, and we see her kicking and screaming yeah. and being pulled out by. And she's reaching for yes, the camera. Yes. You know what it yes. reminded me of? Was the rape scene from Irreversible, where she's reaching to the camera and it's pleading with us, like, yeah. hey, you need to do yeah, something. Yeah, it only didn't go on for 19 minutes, oh, but no. you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what was really interesting to me is I, I thought, okay, that's really nice. It's a cool moment. And a few minutes after that, I really, I think the next scene or two scenes later, she goes to the FBI headquarters. And while she's there... They spot her, drug her, and she's right back in the van anyway. Right. Almost as if it didn't even matter. Right. So what was the point of getting out of the van? And I thought that most editors and most writers would have just said, okay, she, they, they take her away in the van. And I thought, well, that's interesting because we think she's getting away, and then, nope, you're not. And so I think there are some little little moments like that that are maybe a little more realistic Um in the like, in the sense of like, here's what would actually happen. I, I think she probably could have done a better job of disguising herself rather than wearing a bright orange hoodie and blue hair. It was very distinct. She looks like a an anime character or something yeah, running yeah. around. How, how it's hard to miss you. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to blend in, yeah. you should do a much better job of that. She's terrific, isn't she? Yeah, she's really she's good. She's really good. Did you notice, her, too, her character was a bitch to everybody? Are you, you're, you're looking at my nose here. Go ahead. Go ahead. She was really no, rude to a I lot of people. No, and I want to talk about That's my her very next point. Her mom and everybody. I love how we're on the same page with these points. Yeah. Um, even the way she'd end every conversation, I forgot her catchphrase about, thank you, bye. The way she'd say, yeah. thank you, bye. Um, you know, stop the hammering. You promised you wouldn't do it. She was obsessive, yeah. compulsive, as well as suffering from agoraphobia. And and the way she was um, edgy in the conversation with her mom mm-hmm. and and the construction worker and other people on the phone when she wasn't getting what she wanted, uh, she was a bitch. Yeah. So this, of course, brings up the issue of uh, liking our main character. Or not. I did not like her. I know. Which I think is a really telling. Yeah, uh, I yeah. Don't know, trait of of the the yeah. movie because yeah. I was still interested in the movie. Absolutely, and I was still rooting for her. And because you know her backstory and what she well, went through it's also just like going. I mean, the film puts us on her side, right? It's, yeah. but I think that's interesting that we've got a character who is unlikable, mm-hmm. does unlikable things, but we're still rooting well, for. She's, her. But she's example. noble. She's yeah. trying to get to justice and truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, money shots. What, what would Sid Field say about all that? Ah, I heard him speak. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check my notes. <laughs> money shots. I think climbing out of the back of the, uh, the what do you call it, the, the van. Climbing out or being pulled out. Both. Yeah. 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 Trying yeah. everything to get out. That would definitely be on there. And I think just the shots of her staring out this big like window of her of her. Um, apartment with her blue hair it's very iconic and it's it's quite pretty it really was shot nicely yeah yeah so those are just gonna be moments that'll stick out you know it was let me 
I like the movie in spite of what you're hearing me say, but it was formulaic too in the sense that having gone through this experience, getting the bad guys, she's no longer an agoraphobic. She's able yeah. to go outside with her boyfriend and go to the food truck across the street. It was a little bit, well, we'll get to that when we talk about anti-wave, but it was a little bit mm, too easy. Well, especially too where it was like it, killing everybody and then the boyfriend shows up with the flowers yeah. and it's like, it's a little and the flowers are focused on man. Yeah. they were just like shining in the middle of that scene yeah it was, and it was, it was a, a little, little bit a little bit i'll, I'll get you this can be dirtied up i it also be... feel like this is a popcorn movie that's what it's supposed it to is be. it is you're right you're right and so and, I, I i don't i'm not surprised that it's formulaic because it's if i watched the, the next jurassic park movie and it wasn't formulaic i would be shocked right i would be surprised right because all those movies are formula. I know. That's how we know to avoid them. I know, I know, I know. But it's just that when she was able to go outside, no longer being agoraphobic, I thought, all right, okay. It's a little bit easy. Yeah. That's all. That's yeah. all. Um, I don't yeah. disagree. Yeah. And besides her being pulled out of the van, my other money shot. Yeah. Um, it's the last scene where she is with a boyfriend crossing the street, going to the food truck, and she's in a mini skirt and heels. Oh, really? Now, this is Ira oh, okay. being a horn dog, of course. Really? But we see her being uh, quite hot and attractive for the bulk of the movie, of course. She's in a hoodie with baggy pants, and uh, but we see her looking hot. And again, that was just formulaic stuff, but that last scene, that last scene did what it was supposed to do for mm. me. Is this movie anti-wave? Wow. No. I no. think that you're right. It's not. Uh, yeah, I can give you examples how okay. it is. but uh, To me, this is a movie that's kind of, it, it's not a clear-cut no. I think it's a barely no. Like, I think I would give this movie like a four. Like, a, you know, five is five is in the middle, right? We're on a, on a sliding right. scale here. Right. So I would say it is more yeah. not anti-wave than anti-wave, but it does have some anti-wave pieces to this. It, it also just feels like a small crew. This just feels yeah. like a tiny group of Was it of shot friends. on an iPhone, Robert? Gino? I don't know. I don't know what it was shot on. I, I actually didn't do any research mm. about it until I saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to avoid all mm -hmm. of that. But it feels, it feels intimate. It feels like a small crew. It feels... Um, you know, they're, they're, it, just, it doesn't feel like big, grandiose uh, production behind it. Absolutely. I don't know. It, it also it seems like they're kind of shot in an interesting way. Like when when she was going outside of her apartment for the first time, yes, that was shot in this kind of like the whole screen was kind of sliding sideways. You know, it was all shot in a very uh, a very aggressive way to kind of convey this uncomfort. Right. You know, this discomfort. I guess is what she, what she was feeling. I love the way she was hunched over, mm -hmm. leaning against the wall at any opportunity, yeah. not being out in the main street, but just like along the perimeter. I the liked street. that she got out of her place. I mean, it was, I like the idea that she was like, okay, I have to do this now, right? I it's, yeah. I didn't like, I don't like that it's so debilitating that she could never leave. And it's like, that just seems right. unrealistic. We should say that we saw her try to leave earlier to see her boyfriend, I think, yeah. and she couldn't do it. Right. She just collapsed in a heap on the floor. And, and but I think she up. knew she was, I think if that, if the place was on fire, she would, she would have. Right. Right. And this was a life or death situation. She was like, I'm just going to have to suck it up and go. I got to, right. I can't, I can't stay in here for this. I have to leave. I've got to try to help 
figure out what's going on with this woman. Yeah. 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 And again, for me, what makes it somewhat anti-wave is the fact that she, the character is edgy and kind of bitchy. Yeah. So that too is an anti-wave element. You're at four. I'm at three and a half as far as on the anti-wave scale. But it is formulaic. It is formulaic. I think it's a good movie. I do too, in spite of what I'm saying, but it's not going to stick with me. And again, I had a stronger reaction than you did to the fact that, my God, compare this to blow up. It's the same story. Or like you said, the conversation, it has, it's been done before, but I sure like his directing style and the acting. Well, I mean, blowout had been done before. It was called blow up. Yeah, you're right. The conversation well, had been done before. It right. was called Blow Up. Right. So I think it's other people adding their version of this. Yeah, but at least, you know, Blow Up was about a photograph and Blow Out was about sound. Okay. Well, this was about Kimmy. Sound. It's a robot. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I would say check it out. It's, it's a good Agreed. movie. Worth Agreed. checking out. All right. Who died this week? Got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people, they didn't turn to dust. Uh, we're... Yeah. Okay. We lost the following people in the last week in the entertainment industry. Ron Hud, 68-year-old. This one really hurts, Robert. American pornographic actor. Uh-oh. He starred in a great classic piece of cinema called Her Name Was Lisa. Don't know. Okay. Corner's Corner. That's it. Now we'll go to the Corner's Corner Silver Spotlight Award. It's not Gene Hackman. Dick Van Dyke, Mel Brooks, LaPepe LaPepe. They're all dead. But you know what? They're not getting my Silver Spotlight Award. Oh? This one really did hurt. Douglas Trumbull. Um, what an important figure he was. In I didn't hear that he died. You didn't know about this? No. Oh, yeah. I was in the news three days ago. 79-year-old American special effects supervisor. This guy, talk about 2001 Space Odyssey, Blade Runner. He directed a movie I've talked about numerous times, Silent Running. Oh, yeah. See that movie. He directed that. with. It's a tour de force of acting with Bruce Stern. He also, his second movie that he directed. Was that with hmm? Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the three droids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and he also did. So brain- that, that movie, Silent Running, influenced Dark Star. Well, you know about Dark Star. And then Dark, because Dark Star was like kind of a version of that. And yeah. then yeah, that was the basis for Mystery Science Theater three thousand. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know your stuff. He also directed Brainstorm. Not the most notable. However, it was, a, it was a noble effort. We've talked about that. That's where Natalie Wood died mm-hmm. in the middle of production. No, he, I didn't say I was confused with the brain scan. Yes. Scanners. Yes. Or whatever it was. Yeah, so, yeah. I love scanners. Okay. Um, but I just want to say that he contributed to or was responsible for special effects. I already said 2001. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Star Trek, the first one, the motion picture. Blade Runner. The Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I already said about what he directed. He did something called Show Scan. 60 frames per second. Very experimental. I went to San Diego at the Ruben H. Fleet Space Theater, and they showed his technique, the mm-hmm. process of it. And it was a weird, trippy little film going at 60 frames per second. And I remember I could see the difference. I could feel the difference. It was somehow more visceral. Hmm. One more piece of trivia that you'll get a kick out of. His father, Donald Trumbull, created special effects, visual effects for 1939's The Wizard of Oz. Wow. How about that? How about that? So, like father, like son. Dead. 
dead. That's something I would have said that. Uh, Candle Corner, celebrity birthdays for the week. We lost, uh, no, we lost, right? Happy birthday to Michael Mann, one of your favorite. Michael Mann died this week? No, no, no. These are birthdays. He's 79 years old. Christopher Guest with those wonderful mockumentaries, Uh uh, 74 years old. And John Williams, the maestro, the brilliant maestro. is 78. No, let's go to 90 years old. Is he 90? He's 90, yeah. Yeah, and he still is at the bowl. He still performs at the bowl. He's 90 he's years 90 old. He's 90 years old. He's 90 years old. It got wow. quite a bit of publicity, and um, and he conducts the Hollywood Bowl again. He always does this one gesture because he gets kind of tired after doing the Star Wars theme and Jurassic oh, really? Park and all that. So he does this gesture. Unfortunately, people can't see me, but right now I'm cupping my hands as if I'm sleeping <laughs> to my head and leaning as if it's my pillow uh-huh. and I'm leaning on my, and he does that symbol. And everybody just that he's tired. Isn't that cool? Uh-huh. He does that at the end of every year of his concert at the bowl. Uh, we wish them a happy birthday. So wait, the, the concert goes as long as he can make it. Well, he's tired. That's right. One and a half songs. That's it. <laughs> Halfway through. Da, 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 da. And then, and he cups his hands. He walks off. Makes sense. Everyone's got their lightsabers. You know what goes on in the bowl when he performs that, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars and stuff. So there you have it. Those are the birthdays. All right. <sighs> Want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. Top five this week is top five. Oh, Affliction movies. This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting. Let me first. I've got to do this. Okay. Because we did do, as you know, we did disabled characters. And there is a difference because I was thinking about movies that are obvious, like, you know, um, Wait Until Dark, The Miracle Worker, Patch of Blue. And those are disabilities, not necessarily affliction, but I think that afflictions are more personal. Can you appreciate that? It's more more inner inner turmoil. Oh, see, I I didn't go that way. Well, oh, you didn't? Did you go with actual Mm. handicaps is a word we're not supposed to use anymore? I did, like, sick, like... Mentally um, deranged. Well, I think a lot of people who are physically sick are dealing with their sickness, you know, that are coming to terms with their sickness. so any kind of illness would be an affliction. But I spent a lot of time on this, and again, about... In inner turmoil, or something. Your demons. I was thinking. About I could that. see that. So that's the way I think I we're went. gonna have to go pretty open with this interpretation. Yeah, because you did a bad job of interpreting. Well, should we look up the definition of the word afflicted? I'm down. Okay. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna embarrass yourself. Oh, am I? Mm-hmm. And it won't be the first time. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Affliction, and it is different from disabled. Uh, disabilities. It's more. Obsession, OCD. What? I'm just listening to you. No, that's what it is. Of a problem or illness, mm-hmm. cause pain or suffering to, mm-hmm. effect or trouble. So if you're blind, yes, you might have an affliction because of the fact you're blind. Now, I would th- say being blind is a problem. But, but affliction. And it could be from an illness. <laughs> cause pain or suffering to. Okay. Effect or trouble. Yeah. So in other words, I was right. I don't take that to be correct. It's a gray area. Let's get started. What I said was we need to be more open about our definition, and you said because you did it wrong. I don't think I did it wrong. What? Inner turmoil. Inner conflict. I'm I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Oh. You're disagreeing with what I'm saying. That's a good point you just made. Well, like our movie, Kimmy, let's talk about this. Okay. Did she have a disability? Well, actually... Is agoraphobic, agoraphobia a disability? I would say... Or is it an affliction? It is a problem. Agreed. But is it a disability? 
why are we so hard <laughs> trying to why are we just coming with hard lines and like this is allowed and well, that is allowed. Take this very seriously. Well, I take my list. Seriously. I want you to rescind your I comment hope, that I I'm the reason why we have to have a more open interpretation. You're asking me to back off and rescind my comment. I take am. It back? I think you Robert, owe me an apology. I tend to be right on most of these issues when we disagree. <laughs> I'm right 87 percent of the time. 87 percent of the time, and you're right 13 percent, and that's real good. You've got your 13 percent, Robert, and go with that and hang your flag high. Let's get started with number five. Please, someone do a supercut of every time Ira's been wrong. A supercut? Yeah, just like go through all of our episodes and just do like, here's something Ira said. Here's something Ira said. <laughs> wow. Let's ask producer Joey to go through <laughs> all of our podcasts and extract. <laughs> what do you have? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my number five is from 2010. You don't know Jack. So this is Jack Kevorkian. Now, he wasn't the one that was afflicted. It was all of the people that he was working Whoa. with. Whoa! And he was helping them commit suicide. That's good. So would you agree that that's afflicted? Yeah. 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 They're in that mental state. Yes, they're dying. But for me, seriously, the way yeah. I'm interpreting it, it's the mental state of desperation. Yes. That's it, buddy. Seriously. And I the would, mental state I of desperation. I even argue that he starts to take on some of that uh -huh. in the movie. And mm -hmm. he... He starts to have some affliction of his own yeah. dealing with the government and and his own issues of of not allowing these pe people a peaceful death. Right. Right. Brenda Vaccaro got a uh, an Emmy. Oh, did that. she? Oh, did she? I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good God. Our poor Ethiopians right now. But the whales are the, loving it. No, the whales are loving it, but our the Ethiopians whales, are I... sitting around a campfire scratching their head going, a dude, cowabunga, dude. What are these strange noises? Robert is... I'd hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Ira, sperm whales are loving this. Sperm. You know how to appeal to me, don't you? I do. What's your number five? Taxi driver. 1976. Um, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, got it. Nailed it. Yeah, moving on. Oh, wait a minute. Excuse me, God, my two sentences with Martin Scorsese. Obviously, Robert De Niro's character uh, was um, deteriorating mentally. That was on my, my list as well. Was it really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right, my number four, a documentary. I really tried. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. 2011's How to Die in Oregon. Now, this is similar because it was on the same kind of thinking uh, because this is a documentary about... Uh, people who go to Oregon in order to commit suicide. That's it's right. the only place that they, at the time, could commit suicide. Euthanasia. And in particular, it follows one woman who is, um, she does commit suicide, and she's sick. It, it's really interesting because she she calls all of her family together, and she is going to do it, and then at the last minute she says no. And they say, it's fine, don't worry about it, you know, it's, it's okay. And then she lives for another year or so, and... Then she starts really hurting. She's in a lot of pain. She just, and then she does it, and she good calls, makes calls her better. Family back. Makes for better documentary. It does, but it's also very. Re I mean, think about that. Where you're saying, "Come, come over, everyone," and everyone shows up, and there's a lot of pressure on you at that point to kill wow. yourself. Wow, you think about that. Can you imagine if I'm like old beyond hope, and all my so friends like are there, like right now, and you hand me a gun, <laughs> and I I don't think they handed him a gun, but okay, yeah, I, 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 or you take a pillow, yeah. But all my friends are there, and I'm having second thoughts. Yeah. They'd get so pissed at me. 
No, no, Ira. Ira, we got to do this. We're not coming back sick. again. Ira, you sh- we we slept here. You dragged us out of our homes but to you be live here. In the valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, all the way traffic, to the valley. There's traffic on the 101. We all know about it. This is a huge inconvenience for us. Blow your fucking brains out, dude. Just die already. <laughs> anyway, that's my number four. How to Die in Oregon. Great movie. Great documentary. Check it out. Yeah. Number four for you. My number four is another Martin Scorsese film with the of same. Course. Of course. Well, you know, seriously, how could it? Yeah, yeah, I know. And also with the Robert De Niro, King of Comedy. And I thought about okay. this. He yeah. really is on borderline nut- yeah. nuts. Yeah. And uh, what a movie. I know we've talked about that before with Jerry Lewis. And um, he's the obsessive compulsiveness, thinking he can actually get away with this. And he just spirals and spirals. So there's your affliction. Do you have any more Scorsese movies on No, those? no, those are the only There was two. another one that was in, in my scoop. I'm going to mention it now just because we're talking about Scorsese. Which one? The Last Temptation of Christ. That would be kind of a... I mean, that's kind of an interesting... I never saw the movie. Well, you know the premise, right? Well, I think they blame the Jews. <laughs> well, that that's just what that's we a, did. That's, that, that's what everybody did. <laughs> for everything. <laughs> for all problems of society. <laughs> no, uh, the premise is that Jesus is on the cross, and he asks for God to take him off the cross. He's dying, and he says, like, you know, God, why have you forsaken me? And God comes down and takes him off the cross. And he lives the rest of his life, and gets to kind of see what his life would be like if he had been down off the cross. And then he realizes that the better thing for humanity would have been for him to die. And so he asks God to put him back up on the cross and and to die. Is that how it really went down? Are you asking me if I I was there 2,000 years ago? I love the look you just gave me. I love, like, it was this incredulous (laughs) look you just gave me, like... I don't know. My, my brain was melting. I don't know. How do I respond to no, that? No, is that, how it, is really that went? how it really went down? Is that how it really went down? I love my word. Is that how it really went down? Yes. Well, according to the records that I have, that's exactly how it went. Oh, yeah. Were you there? I was. I read the stone tablets. <laughs> All right. So that was my, uh, oh, th- that was your four. I was just commenting. Okay. Yeah. So my number three from 1996, Sling Blade. Billy Bob Thornton. But you know who else is really afflicted in that movie? And it's something that if you haven't seen the movie in a while, you'll forget. Robert Duvall is in that movie yeah. for a brief moment. Yeah. And he is kind of out of his gourd, too. And uh, and he is the father of uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character. And he, he's he got something else going on. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Both I'm of sure them he was afflicted. brilliant in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said about him. Every, uh, he never turns in a false note. Nope. I know. I know. My number three is a movie you were not particularly... You didn't dislike it, but you felt it got too The much. Little Mermaid. No. <laughs> it's a Ron Howard film. Mm-hmm. A Beautiful Mind. No. Yeah, right. And uh, by the way, I didn't play the year game. The year of the King of Comedy is 1983. Two. You're, you're so consistent two. with your one year yeah. off. A Beautiful Mind. Uh, the 1999? Uh, uh, 2001. Really? Yeah. Mm. 2001 Ron Howard movie John Nash the at Princeton right yeah, Econ- economics professor know. Russell Crowe was really good in that film and schizophrenia schizophrenia and didn't they leave out all the stuff where he was like a sexual yes. deviant and he'd like show his pecker flash he'd, people he'd show his pecker yeah. not that that's a bad thing for you you'd like it <laughs> are you talking whale right sperm now sperm whales they, they like oh, the I thought you are talking to our stuff. Ethiopians oh no, you do that. I'm a bonga, dude. <laughs> See, I don't speak Ethiopian. 
All right. My number two, 1983, another Robert Duvall movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait. The Great Santino. No. Did you see that movie? I just started watching it. I really I, I got about it. five minutes into it, and I got pulled away, and I was like, all right, I can't Please watch Please I saw it in the theater. I haven't watched it since. Oh, really? It's a good movie. Should we pull that out of the vault? Yeah. You want to do that next week? I Can we? Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Robert. Let's do it. Great yeah. Santini next week. Yeah, that's what we're doing next week. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell anybody, though. We'll, we'll announce it at the end of the show. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so 1983, Robert Duvall, a man struggling with his alcoholism. And uh, tries to get dry, go finds himself in a kind of rundown hotel out in the middle of nowhere. Don't know this movie? Really? Tender Mercies. Are you sure it's not Leaving Las Vegas? Oh. Did you see Tender Mercies? No, but I saw Leaving Las Vegas. Same thing. Exact same thing. <laughs> same movie. Tender Mercies. I've never seen it. I hear he's quite good in oh, it. Oh, he is yeah. brilliant. He's really good in that movie. And afflicted. I'm sorry, Anna. Afflicted. He's, He's addicted afflicted. and afflicted. He, uh, many uh, can be both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. That's all, that's all I got. You're going to love my number two. Uh, am I? No, you are. I mean, you're going to actually... Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's <laughs> Stone. No, Robert. On my number two, you're about to beam and you're going to say, that's really good. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. You ready? Yeah. Pie. P.I. Nice. Thank you. I, I knew. Nice, I knew. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, the year of Pi being 1994. Eight? Eight? Yeah. Get yeah. out. No. It was 1998. Yes, it was. Directed by one of your favorite directors, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Did I say that right? Mother! Yeah. yeah, we know. We know. We'll forgive him for that. That movie, showing the obsession our hero has with mathematic formulas and the state of humanity. And trying to In find the stock a, market. Yeah. And trying to find a link that one is rational and the other is irrational. Uh-huh. That's it. With number theory. I actually Googled number theory and stuff like that. What a trippy movie. And I got it. It really resonated to me. I appreciated it. An obsession, uh, an affliction. Oh, yeah. Pie. Nice. Thank you. My number one. No overlapping. Nah. No. I don't think so. My number one is from 1993. That's not your number one, is it? No. One of our favorite actors. One of our favorites. One, I think, is one of the best actors of all time. Does not get nearly enough attention. Anthony Hopkins. No. Uh, He's incredible. We haven't ever talked about I might put this person above Anthony Hopkins. So Jake Gyllenhaal? (laughs) It's not Jake Gyllenhaal? No. No, Okay, go ahead. 1993. Yeah, wait, wait. Give me a hint. A man dying of cancer. Records videos for his unborn son, oh, well, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton in my life, and he is afflicted. He is dying and is coming to terms with the the fact that he's going to die. Okay, so it's not so much the disease, but it's his mental state. Yeah, I think I, I'm so. on board with that. Yes, that's really good. That's really good. That movie is. Yeah, <sighs> I watched it. You gave it to me a couple years ago. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, I don't know why that movie isn't talked about more. Yeah. Well, I don't know why he's talk about an underappreciated actor. Ugh. He can do everything. Comedy, drama. And I know I bring this up every six action. months to you. Yeah. I know I always bring and I've checked. Don't forget, please, that in 
the founder, he wasn't even nominated. Mm-hmm. He was not nominated crime. for an Oscar. What a crime. Th- that's where you lose me. Or You're Batman. Not- okay, sorry. So fucking political. Yeah, yeah. He should have like eight Oscars. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What? Nine. Well, what? Like yeah, 15. Mr. What, Mr. Mom? Birdman? Yeah. Yeah, well, those are the two. No, I could name a bunch that he... Can you really? Where he should have been nominated? Right? Well, I mean, if if we're really being honest yeah, about yeah. it, Beetlejuice. He should have yeah. gotten an All Oscar right, there's for three. Beetlejuice. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I do think he's the best Batman. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I think he's way better than all the others. I know people love to suck the dick People of, used to make fun of him. Of, uh, you know, anybody having anything to do with Heath Ledger. So they, they yeah. give Christian Bale the knob. Christian Bale was not as good as... as God, when he used Keaton. to be on David Letterman a lot and Letterman goes, I'm Batman. Come on, just say it for me. Say, I'm, I'm Batman. Say it like he would playfully, yeah. in an affectionate way, tease him for the way he'd say, I'm Batman. There was a... He's been in a bunch of like independent films too that are really, really good. Is that right? Yeah. He's knocked out... Uh, some really awesome stuff. There was a movie. Was it Game Six? I think it was. It was a he was a Mets fan and he was like a, kind of addicted, clean and sober. Oh yeah. I mean, there's another. That one. alone there's should four. have it. There's four. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Clean and sober Absolutely. should have given him an Oscar. Yeah, agreed. I'm assuming he was nominated for clean and I don't sober. Think he was. I, I don't know. I will have the answer for you next week, mm-hmm. but uh, I do know definitely that in the founder he was not nominated. Yeah. yeah. All right. What yeah. do you got? Yeah. Okay, I knew you'd like my number two, Pi. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's P-I, not P-I-E. Oh, really? Yeah. Ready for my number one, Robert? Yeah, what do you got? Are you checking right now to see if he was nominated in Clean and Sober for yep. an Oscar? Okay. Go ahead. All right. I'm listening. The Sixth Sense. Now, let's talk about this. The famous I See Dead People. Mm-hmm. It's an affliction. I got the answer. And the answer is? He was nominated for one movie ever, Birdman. And that was it. At least he was nominated for Birdman. Got it. It's a crime. The Sixth Sense, Robert. I see dead people. I see that as both an affliction and a gift. I could see that. It's an affliction and a gift. Bruce Willis was really good in this. And again, it was the best thing M. Night Shyamalan ever directed. Yeah. I don't know what happened after that movie. And um, we've said this before, The Sixth Sense, that... On repeated viewings, you really appreciate how fucking smart that movie is. I think it's one it's, of these movies that over time has been over overblown. Like I, I could see that being a movie that people got sick of because mm. it was talked about so much. But if if you've never seen the movie, if you can really remove the hype from the movie, I think that movie really rocks. And it holds up. Yeah. And it's intelligent when you see it, when you know with a big surprise ending. When you watch it a second time, you really appreciate this, the details. Uh, the year of the Sixth Sense being 1996. Nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. 1999, my Man. friend. My late 90s. I'm getting those I all know. Confused. We'll work on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Well, there you go. You got some scoops? Uh, some scoops. You know, there was actually a movie I saw in the theater called Affliction. Affliction with, uh, the, oh, what's his name? Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, yeah. yeah. It was an odd film. I saw, yeah, I didn't. He was um, trying to solve, a, he was like a sheriff that was, yes. like, going crazy. In snow. There was mm-hmm. a lot of snow in that movie. Uh, I put down Greta, remember? Yeah. yeah I put that down, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought Carrie, and I actually mentioned, included Scanners, which you alluded to earlier. Uh, Joker. Yeah. That yeah, okay, mental disease. But yeah. those are some those are some of my scoops. What do you got? Uh what's eating Gilbert Grape? Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Rain Man. 
That's good. Mm-hmm. My left foot. I can't believe we didn't mention my left foot. Uh, maybe because it's a little pretentious. Uh, also, Affliction, The Apostle. Again, I, there's a lot of Robert Duvall movies here where he's wow. afflicted. Um, and A Simple Plan. Did you ever see that movie with uh, another Billy Bob Thornton movie? I never saw it. It's a really good one. Sam, really? Ra- Sam Raimi directed it, and it's like a thriller crime movie. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'll check that movie out again. It's a good a one. Simple Plan. A Simple Plan. All right. Um, hey. hey. Well, you already spilled the bag. We know what we're doing next week. We did it. You kind of blew that and just hey, shared if midway. People have. Well, what? What? If people have affliction movies, oh, what should they do? They should tell us what they are. How? Well, they could probably do it through texting you. It, wh- which is what? What's your text? What's your phone number so people can text you? I guess that's how people are getting a hold of you now. Well, I have a lot of friends, Robert. And they reach out to <laughs> me on so. Facebook. They reach out to me email. They text me. Ira won't even and, give me his phone number. No, no, no. It's you would crazy. just give me tasks. Right. You'd say, oh, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. That's all you do. Huh. Yeah, and then I come here, ready to record, and I make you look good. Hey, make what? sure you give me your phone number, all right? Okay. All right. 818. <laughs> uh, uh, which is... <laughs> They could also email yeah, yeah. us, which is Robert at antiwaypodcast.com. Oh, or and slash or Ira at antiwaypodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at antiwaypod. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? Just like the always listening creepy robots, we are all over the place. See, they're all over the, they're always listening. Always. The robots. Oh, okay. the little, Kimmy. Kimmy was always listening. She was all over the place. Yeah. She, was she was listening even when the bad guys were. I, is Alexa a robot? What would you call it? A device. <laughs> Fuck you very much. A device. All right, sure. I don't think that Kimmy was a robot. Just like the See? creepy, always listening devices. <laughs> device robots. <laughs> Hey, write reviews too. We yeah. like we like reviews. Uh, go to Google Podcast Music, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes. We're on Spotify. Just go to our website. Throw us a few bucks over Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving. Ira. Well, we kind of know, don't Next we? Next week, do tell. Tick again. tick boom. Can't wait to watch that with you. Uh, no, Robert, that was the one we were going to do, but oh. we kind of usurped. Oh, oh, usurped. It's not a good word. Oh. We, whoa. Ira, we you usurp- are great. I'm on. You are great. We usurped. Tick, tick, boom, boom, cha, cha. Great. I'm going to start calling you great? The Great Ira. The Great Ira. Are you mocking me? No. What? What movie are we watching? I don't remember. What did we say we are going to The Great do? Santini. That's why you're saying great. <laughs> and you knew that it wasn't clicking with me. Yes. So you just guided me. I tried. You did. You you have <laughs> my reputation at heart. You saved me from looking like an imbecile. <laughs> and yet That's what you, did. you That's still what somehow find a way. Yet I Every still find time. a way. So thank you for saying great. I should have sparked to it because we are doing The Great Santini. Which you haven't seen, and I haven't seen since watching the theater. That'll mm, be interesting. Yeah, this will be. This, this is one Robert of the things Robert. I love where we kind of, uh, hey, what do you remember about this? It movie? is falling in that category, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Although, no, for you, it's the first time viewing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 Let's do something. Come on. Oh, you you, you kick me out. You send me home. You know, am I your friend or aren't I? I think we've done enough, Ira. But but I think we've done enough. You want to go bowling? Let's go bowling. Ice skating. So until next time, keep ice skating. And we'll help you slip and fall. YOLO, man. YOLO. 
goat, man. Goat. 